You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 110, Have You Ever Secretly Hated Autism? Well, hey there, my friends. Welcome back to yet another episode of our podcast. And today I might be ruffling some feathers with that title, right? Oh, well, it wouldn't be the first time and it likely won't be the last. And I believe that what I'm going to talk about today is something that you just might need to hear. So the question was, have you ever secretly hated autism? And let me ask you another question. What if I told you that being overwhelmed, frustrated, and feeling alone isn't a requirement of raising an autistic child? I know it might sound crazy because I promise you that is how I felt for many years. You know, I remember getting the phone call Jordan's first week of kindergarten. I was sitting at my desk and the school number popped up on my phone and immediately I felt my heart sink because if I'm being honest, I spent many months before that week being so worried about this transition to school and wondering how he was ever going to make it. He had so many challenges with being overstimulated in crowded and loud places and transitioning from any preferred activity was always accompanied by a meltdown of epic proportions right? Falling on the floor, feeling like literally a ton of bricks to pick up. Do you ever wonder how their 40 pound self feels so dang heavy when you're trying to move them? Yeah, me too. So I answered that call with complete hesitation in my heart, knowing that this was only the beginning. The poor lady on the other end of the phone asked if I was Mrs. Urquiola, and I'm pretty sure that tears were already rolling down my face at that moment, and she likely realized it, but she asked me if I could come up to the school. She went on to tell me that they were concerned that Jordan wasn't in the right classroom to meet his needs. Now, at that time, I had no idea what that meant, but as I shut down my computer and I began to gather my things, to head out the door to the school, I remember just having a hollow feeling in my stomach and an ache in my heart that is hard to explain even now. But the reality was that Jordan wasn't going to be able to take the traditional educational path in mainstream classrooms. Now, if you've been through this, you know how this feels. And if you haven't, I am very happy for you. Unfortunately for us, that wasn't the case. My hope is always that our autistic kids can be successful with, you know, the proper support in the mainstream classrooms. But that day for me 
was an awakening that life as I imagined it was going to be wasn't a reality. And yes, in that moment, I'm pretty sure that was one of the times along our journey that I hated autism. So if you found your way here, I don't know, but maybe you've had a similar experience. You know, one of the things we do as not your average autism moms in our community that we is that we embrace our life as it is right now. Whatever that looks like for each of us, we accept that this is our life. What about you? Do you embrace your life as it is, even in the chaotic and uncertain times? Or do you find yourself wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? So the question is, when should you accept what is and when should you not accept what is? And first, let me just say, acceptance doesn't mean that you are okay with what happened or the situation or what someone did or what happened to you in the past, right? Because here are two things about that. First, we know that we cannot control someone else. As much as we might want to, it's simply not possible. And expecting someone else to be a certain way or do or not do something for you to feel better or be okay is not beneficial. And the second part to that is that we have no control to change our past. None. Zero. The past only exists in our mind and the thoughts that we are thinking in this moment. So when you get to a place of acceptance, what happens is that acceptance does not mean, you know, being complacent or, you know, just rolling over and just taking it. But here's the thing. If you continue to just resist what is, which is the reality, if you're putting all of your energy into focusing on wishing that something, you know, your child's autism or someone was different when you can't change it, you're just wasting your time and energy. Here is what you should be doing. Ask this question. When you accept the reality, the truth of what is, then what is possible? You know, I remember back when Jordan got his autism diagnosis, I began to read every book I could find on autism because remember, Google wasn't a thing back then. The internet was in its infancy. So my only option was books. Autism was still relatively unknown when Jordan was diagnosed. He was five at the time, you know, and back then one in 158 children were diagnosed with autism. Unlike now, where one in 44 children in the United States are diagnosed, and it isn't much different internationally. But I had stacks and stacks of books, and I spent every minute of my free time I had reading and learning everything I could about autism, because that was our reality, and that was what it was. And you might or might not know that But for me, I never spent any time focusing on the how or why of his autism because it didn't matter. He was autistic and that was our reality 
And now what was I going to do? I realized very quickly that we were about to embark on a very different parenting journey. You know, one that I hadn't planned for. And honestly, I knew nothing about. I remember being so scared because autism was not in my family. None of my friends' children were autistic. I mean, I had never even heard of autism before we had Jordan. As I began to learn more about autism and after speaking to many professionals who were diagnosing autism at the time, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to make it my mission to help him learn to navigate life, whatever that looked like. But I promised myself in that moment that I was all in and I was committed to figuring it out. You know, as a society, we have to realize that our internal anger will never change things. We think that our frustration or resentment or anger is actually doing something. But here's the truth. The situation, your child has autism, or the other person who did this or that has no idea of what you are internalizing. So the truth is, you're causing your own pain. When you are resisting something, you might be buffering by acting in a way that isn't helping you. You know, people buffer by, you know, drinking or doing drugs or smoking or shopping or whatever it is, but you buffer to get away because you're resisting something. When you move into acceptance, your body relaxes, your brain settles down, and you become more creative. If one thing is a no, then everything else is possible. When the only outcome you want is for the situation or, you know, the person to be different, you are just going to be mad and hate that this thing happened and send all of your energy down the drain. And you are convinced that it has to look this one way for you to be okay and feel satisfied with the result. When you do that, you're missing out on the possibilities. When you're angry about something, whether that is your child, you know, your child's diagnosis, you know, and life isn't as you expected it to be, or maybe it's how someone treated you or something that happened in the past. You just carry it around with you. No one else is carrying it, just you. Think about how many times you think thoughts of how things would be different if you know you would have done this or you would have done that, if you would have gone to a different college or married somebody different or you know not got in the relationship that failed five years in. Things would be different. It's interesting to me because you know I've worked with moms who feel like accepting what is gives them strength, yet not accepting what is gives them power. So think about that. Accepting what is gives you strength and not accepting what is gives you power. When you say accepting what is, what does that mean? Does that mean that you accept that your child is autistic and you aren't going to do anything about it? No, of course not. That is not what acceptance is. Acceptance is not emotional resistance. 
Acceptance doesn't mean that only certain things are possible and that you aren't going to continue to advocate to give him or her what they need to learn and grow. If that were the case, it would actually be that you are not accepting what is, but instead you are accepting what you are imagining the future will hold for him or her, right? So what then is emotional resistance? Resisting what is would be if you were resisting the fact that your child or children are autistic. You would be in denial thinking that they shouldn't be that there is something wrong with them being that way and that it would be better if they weren't. Think about it. Are any of those thoughts helpful? No, of course not. Why? Because the reality is they are autistic and there isn't any turning back. That is what it means when we talk about emotionally resisting what is, thinking current reality should be different. And I can promise you emotionally resisting what is will never lead to a good outcome for anything. Wanting reality to be different is hopeless. I don't think it's a question of when you should accept reality and when you shouldn't. I think that you should always accept what is without emotionally resisting it. When you're emotionally resisting it, you will find yourself indulging in negative thinking. And if you pay attention you'll likely notice that you think thoughts like things like this several times throughout your day. People should be nicer. My child should behave better. My neighbors should take better care of their lawn. The line at the grocery store should move faster. My husband or wife should agree with me. I should be thinner or prettier or more successful. These thoughts are ways of wanting reality to be different than it is. This car line should not take this long. If any of you have children in school that wait in car lines, I know you've had that thought. So much of the stress that we feel is caused by arguing with what is. That is what indulging in negative thinking looks like. Accepting what is means that you say, okay, this is the circumstance. This is the reality. I have to wait in this car line every day. Why do I keep wishing and hoping and dreaming it was different? My child has an autism diagnosis. Why do I keep wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? Emotionally accepting what is in the sense of not resisting reality always gives you strength and always gives you power. And then believing that things can always be different or better based on your personal desires and, you know, your child's needs also gives you power and strength. Framing it as I'm not accepting what is when I want to change it just isn't true. Because here's the thing. You can accept what is without emotionally resisting it and believing that it should be different. But then you can also want to change it. There's a big difference between I would like to change this and I believe that it shouldn't be that way. That thought is emotionally different. And changing that thought will change the way it feels in your body and the feelings that it gives you. What does it mean to emotionally accept that things are the way they are? People have thoughts that we don't agree with. 
when it comes to our kids and, you know, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. You can accept what is without resisting it while also working on changing what is too. You can always change what is from a positive vision of the future and not from resisting and not accepting what is right now. It takes courage to face reality without telling the story that things should be different. That is what I want you to think about. Letting go of the thought of when to accept reality and when not to. What if you can always accept reality that always gives us strength and we can still try to change the world towards what we think is a better world for our children? When you argue with reality, you will just cause yourself more frustration and I know for our not your average autism moms, you guys have heard me say this and maybe you have on the podcast, but because I love Byron Katie's wisdom, Byron Katie says, when you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. The truth is that when you think something shouldn't have happened, it is not true because it did. And no amount of thinking that you do can change it. Don't stay stuck there because I promise you it won't do you or your family or your children any good and it will only cause you unnecessary pain. All right, my friends, that is all I have for you today. And remember, as you go into this week, pay attention to your thoughts and notice when you find yourself arguing with reality. And in that moment, remind yourself that it doesn't mean that you have to agree with it or you have to approve of it or that you like it. It just means it is exactly as it's supposed to be. And what can you do now? What is your next best decision? And hey, I know we're not open right now, but if you are ready to change your life and not be just any autism mom, But instead, you want to become not your average autism mom, be sure to click the link in the show notes and join our waitlist so you'll be the first to know when we open so you too can become not your average autism mom. It's an incredible community of women who were once like you before they became not your average autism moms. Until next week, have an awesome week. And remember, above all, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom community. That is where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children who all show up to show the world they are not your average autism mom. It's my favorite place to be, so head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to find out all the details. And if we're not open for new members right now, be sure to join the waitlist so that you'll be the first to know when we do open. We hope you do. We'd love to work with you inside.